exclusive backstage look of the makeup industry. Join me each week as we discuss life as a makeup artist, business, beauty tips, and share dialogue with the top professionals in our industry. Collectively, we'll unpack the highs and lows, laugh, and grow together. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a 10-year freelance beauty editorial, TV, and film makeup artist. This is your official backstage pass. I'm taking you behind the scenes. Welcome to BTS with Brittany. Welcome back, everybody. It is season two of BTS with Brit. Omatic, drop some noise right here because we're back. We've been off for what, six, maybe eight weeks or so. And if I'm honest, I missed y'all. I miss talking to y'all. I miss kicking it with y'all on Instagram, talking about the show. Omatic, I missed you too. I missed our sound guy. But we are back. So listen. I hope y'all ready because we got a lot of cool stuff in store for season two. Update. We now have a Instagram page for the podcast. So still feel free to tag me on my makeup page, underscore Brittany Rogers. But for all things podcast, updates on new episodes, uh, discussion boards, resources, so like books and apps that I talk about on the podcast, it will be on at BTS with Brit on Instagram. I'll be sure to link it on my makeup page as well. So today's topic is a highly requested one, and it is balancing your life as a freelancer. Now listen, freelancing is like the ultimate dream as an artist. You don't have a boss. There's no demanding schedule. You're not sharing an office space with somebody you don't like, and then you end up cussing them out and going to HR, but that's another story. (laughs) You are in complete control. And while all of this is amazing, freelancing definitely has its disadvantages, but the key to being a good freelancer is knowing how to balance your life, manage your time, and be disciplined. Let me say that again. Be disciplined. Now, if you're currently a freelance artist, you know exactly what I mean about managing your time and being disciplined. And if you're not a freelance artist yet, don't worry. I got some gems in here for you as well. And I'm also going to share a few tips on how to transition from your nine to five to being a freelancer. You guys know what I'm going to say. My favorite line, grab your notebooks, write this down because I'm dropping gems. So the first thing you want to do in order to be a well-balanced freelancer is create clear and smart goals for yourself. Now, we talked about creating smart goals in the last episode of season one, so I won't spend too much time on this topic. But if you didn't get a chance to listen, smart goals are the S stands for a specific. What do I want to accomplish? M is measurable. How will I know when I accomplish it? A is achievable. How can the goal be accomplished? R is for relevant. Does this seem worthwhile? And T is time-based. When can I accomplish this goal? It's very important that you set goals as an artist. If you don't have any goals and you know, you're a freelancer, you have all the time on your hands, you're just waking up in the morning like, um, I think I'm gonna create a look today. All you're gonna do is end up wandering around walking in circles, and you're never going to grow in your career. 
And think about it like this. We're not just sitting around waiting for opportunities and waiting for the phone to ring. That's not what being a freelancer is. Yes, I mean, you do want to wait on some jobs for sure. But in the meantime, create your own opportunities. So maybe a goal for you is you want to find a new artist to assist this season. Or you want to make $10,000 from production this month. Or you want to expand your portfolio by doing four photo shoots a month. Whatever it is, map it out and make sure it aligns with the vision that you have in mind for your career. You're going to be presented with so many opportunities in your career. But think about it like this. Opportunities can be distractions. So you have to make sure that it aligns with your goals. It goes back to when we were talking about knowing your niche in season one, episode one. If I'm a beauty editorial artist, I'm not going to take a job that's special effects just because it pays. And it's easy to get caught up in trying to take something because it pays as a freelancer. You have to look at, but is this helping me grow? Not just the price tag that's connected to it. And sometimes when you're mapping out goals, it can definitely be intimidating uh, when your goals just seem really big and far away. Or if you have a full time and makeup is your side hustle, you know, you tend to think to yourself, I don't have time to achieve this goal. If you think you don't have time, check your screen time and that will let you know exactly how much time that you have to spend towards your goals. Or keep a time diary. I like to track down what I do during my day and how often I spend time on it. I don't do that as much anymore, but I did that for a while because that helped me see what I was giving my time to. That will let you know if you're wasting your time again, like I said, on social media or you're just falling in fear and procrastinating because you don't want to work on your goals. So listen, I feel like I'm coming out on this first topic kind of heavy. I don't want to be the negative Nancy, but I just want to be straight with y'all because I want everybody to get to the money resides 2021 and where the money resides means that we have to look at the things that don't make sense in our life, like wasting time on social media, not setting, not planning our goals and um, creating tasks to work towards them so we can get a coin this season. The next thing is you want to manage your time. When you're a freelancer, your schedule is flexible because you're not bound to a demanding schedule and you won't get fired if you call out. You have all the time in the world to plan whatever you want to do, however you want it. But the downside to having so much flexibility is it's easy to procrastinate and you end up saying things like what I was saying earlier. I don't have time and I'll do it tomorrow and tomorrow becomes next month. Being a freelancer means you're doing more than just clients and providing services. You are now the accountant, the admin, the artist, the blogger, the social media creator. You wear so many hats. I tell people all the time, you're 50% artist and 50% business owner. So when you're not on set and providing services to clients, you have to take care of business. And if I'm honest... I'm never going to share things with you guys that I didn't want to struggle with or go through myself. Managing time for me was hard. I was all over the place. And because of that, I wasn't meeting my goals. I would look back over the month like, dang, girl, what did you spend your time doing? Binging Netflix and hanging out with my friends because I thought I had time. 
So the solution to that problem was to create a schedule, just like what you would have at a nine to five. And it doesn't have to be nine to five. It could be nine to six, 10 to eight, eight to three. It could be an overnight shift, whatever works best for you. And suppose you're currently working a nine to five, use that schedule that you have now when transitioning into freelancing and just keep following that to get your work done. If you follow me on Instagram, then I'm sure you've seen my Google Calendar and how I structure my day. I post it every Monday. If you haven't seen it, I'll create an Instagram story and save it to um, the BTS for Brit page. So by the time you hear this, it will be up. And it's called the time blocking method. So I usually work between five to six hours a day. And I tend to block two hours of uninterrupted keyword uninterrupted work with breaks in between and I'll do a one hour closeout to end my day so that's when I usually uh, like plan for what's going to take place the next day another thing with your time is you have to be disciplined and have boundaries with your time if I say that I'm going to work for two hours I don't care if it's on the podcast or whatever project I have to work on nothing will interrupt my time once it's on my calendar Unless Jesus is coming back or a production or a client called me the night before and the price is right, I can't be bothered. I turn off my notifications. I use an app to lock me out of my phone. Yes, I know that sounds extreme, but I got to war against myself. I can't let nobody come up against my goals, not even myself. So if I got to trick myself and lock myself out my phone, that's what we got to do. My friends know I am the queen of do not disturb. If you text me and I don't get back to you to six o'clock or four or five hours later, whatever the time is, nine times out of 10, my phone is on do not disturb. And I don't know about you, but I feel amazing at the end of the day when I complete my goals. It gives me more motivation to get up and do it the next day. But I know I have to be focused. The biggest lesson that I learned about managing your time as a freelancer is learning how to say no, creating boundaries with your time. Because if you don't know how to say no and stick to your time blocks, the people in your life will manage your time for you. There was a time where one of my family members got into a really bad accident and they were in ICU, then moved to the regular hospital in rehab for three to four months. And I spent all of my time going to the hospital, being at rehab and everything else. I would try to take my laptop and do some work. I was afraid to say no. Um, I couldn't make it today or I couldn't help. And it ended up me having a whole year of not doing any work. I didn't accomplish any of my goals this year. And while I was grateful that I had the time to be there for my family, I had to remember that if I don't work, and show up for my business, I don't eat. So that means I have to say no to certain things and, you know, manage my time well. Yes, I could have still went to the hospital, but before I went there, I could have spent at least two hours doing work for myself. Now, your situation might not be as extreme as mine was, but it could be something little as you picking up little Jay from daycare your babysitting on the weekend, well, on the weekdays now, or your grandma calling you saying, baby, you ain't got nothing to do. You don't have nobody to clock in for. You can come take me to the grocery store. Whatever it is, you have to learn how to say no, take back your time, 
and let people know, listen, my job may not be one like yours, but I still have to show up and do my work. Just because you see me home and you're, or you know I'm in the house doesn't mean that I have time to work. And the last thing you want to do is take some days off. Now, I know we're in the days where we have this hustle culture and it's not cool to take no days off, but no days off is for the birds, okay? We work too hard not to enjoy life. And if nobody told you this, rest is productive. Let me say it again. Rest is productive. I was really saying it the second time to remind myself because listen, sometimes I still get caught up in no days off too, but we got to get some rest. And you all know my favorite quote by the great Lauren Hill. How you going to win if you ain't right within? That means you have to take some time, rest and recharge because you can't show up doing the good things that you do for other people if you're not being good to yourself. And when you don't prioritize rest, it leads to stress, lack of creativity, and cognitive impairment. Your brain and body will literally say, girl, listen, (laughs) you don't want to sit down, so I'm going to sit down for you. Now, some days you are going to have to push yourself extra hard to meet a few deadlines, but always give yourself a stopping and a starting time. So prime example, I don't start work. On the average day when I'm doing my own business admin work until 9 a.m. That means when I get up at 6, 6.30, I'm not talking about nothing work. I'm not responding back to work emails. I'm not checking my emails as soon as I jump out the bed. I'm not doing none of that because this is time for myself. If you had a full-time job that you're physically going to, you're not doing any work until you get there. So when you become a freelancer or even now if you work from home, Be disciplined about your starting time. Don't just wake up and hop into work. That's not good for your mental health. And also your stopping time. If you say work is over at six, work is over at six. My work days usually end at three o'clock. After three o'clock, I am not talking about nothing brand related. I still have a family. I have a significant other. We leave work right where it is in the home office at the end of the day. And I understand sometimes it is hard to give yourself a stopping time and a starting time, but just practice it. Practice it and eventually you'll get better and you'll start feeling better once you take that time to rest and you tell yourself, listen, work not coming with me after this time. I promise you, you will feel a thousand percent better and you'll be able to show up better and perform better when it's time to work. You should also give yourself at least one to two days off a week. It doesn't have to be Saturday or Sunday. As freelancers, sometimes we work on Saturdays and Sundays. It could be Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday. Whatever days you decide to pick, stay strong when it comes to your days off. Those are your days off. Nothing can come against it. Also, take vacations, even if that means You got to plan and be careful about your finances and have a staycation. That's okay. You just want to give yourself time to recharge and reset. This year, 2021, I am not playing about my rest, okay? I am not taking clients on Sunday unless the price is right. (laughs) And I'm taking off the last week of every quarter. 
to vacation. Even if that means I'm staying home and I'm just taking a bubble bath every day and catching up on my shows. I need rest. I need time to reset so I can show up and do the pod. I don't know if I spoke too much about this when I was talking about your days off, but when you have your days off, keep boundaries when it comes to your off days. You have to trust God enough to know you won't miss anything that's for you. Train your mind to understand that. And when opportunities do present themselves on your off day, you got to look at it like if it's not a hell yes, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. It's a hell no. That's exactly how I feel. If you call me and I said I'm going to take off on Wednesday and now you present me with a project, if I don't feel overly excited about it, then no, I'm not going to take it. It's not worth the stress of me giving up my rest so so that I can show up in other areas of my business. Uh Uh-uh. And like I said, what's for me will never miss me. And once you start freelancing for a while, you will start looking at time in a sense of money. As soon as somebody hits me up and says, hey, we need you for the shoot, my mind immediately goes to, well, how many hours is it? And then my mind goes to, well, how much money am I making within those hours? So I'm real cautious about my time. I can't just be wasting time on anything because I know in the same amount of time that I'm wasting playing around with an opportunity that really doesn't align up with my vision, I could be doing something else and either moving towards my goal a little further or making some money. I play about a lot of things, but I don't play about my time, my money, and my risk. <laughs> my risk. If you guys listen to Cora Jakes Coleman, one day on Instagram, she said, listen, I won't do nothing else, but guess what? I bet I rest. And she has the country's accent, and it was hilarious. Since then, I cannot get that I rest out my head. But anyway, (laughs) that is all I have for now when it comes to managing your time and balancing your life as a freelancer. These are the tips that have helped me grow as a freelancer to be a better freelancer to structure my time. You guys know if you follow me, I don't play about my time and I'm very serious about my career. So before we end this, I want to give you guys some resources. There is a book that I absolutely love. You guys know I love to read. It's called Make Time by Jake Knapp and John Zertsky. I hope I'm saying his name right. And basically, it's like a productive Bible. There are different methods in the book that you can try in order to be productive in your business. Speaking of productivity, I want to say this really quickly. Don't get frustrated if you see somebody using a certain planner or a time block method, whatever productivity hack that they use, and it doesn't work for you. You know, you can't stick to it. If you can't stick to it, that just means that that certain method isn't for you. Just keep on trying until you find something different. So when I read make time. I would just highlight the different methods that I felt like would work for me. I would try it for like a week. And if it didn't work, then I would move on to something else. And eventually I found my flow and I know what works for me now. 
Another resource that I absolutely love is the Flora app. It's an app that locks you out of your phone to help you be more productive. You type in the task and then you assign how many minutes that you want to spend on that task. And as you are completing your task, you'll see a flower or a tree growing on your phone. And if you're feeling real fancy, there's an option where you can put in your card to pay like $5 or $10 every time that you pick up your phone and go out the app to check something else. So if you have trouble staying off your phone, if you're feeling real bossy, go ahead and put your credit card in and put $20 for 20 minutes. I guarantee you, you will be hella productive during that time because you don't want to give $20 up on this app. But I will say what I do appreciate is if you do end up spending money, it goes to a charity. The next thing is check your screen time on your phone. I check my screen time weekly. Find out what you're spending too much time on and put a password on certain apps that you spend too much time for. So my boo has, <laughs> I had to ask him to put a lock on certain apps on my phone. And so once the time is up, I can't get back into it. And he is serious about not giving me this password. I mean, it feels quite childish, but hey, I got to stick to my goals and I can't be spending all day scrolling and talking on Instagram. And you want to know what the bad part is? I already have all my social media notifications turned off anyway. So yeah, your girl had to be super disciplined and throw on that uh, screen time password. And my final resources is invest in a good planner. Um, there are so many out there, but my favorites are the Saver Life 90-Day Planner, because you know I only plan for 90 days at a time, and Golden Coil. Now, what I love about Golden Coil is you can customize your planner and find one that works best with whatever method that you use. So they have like the time blocking method. If you do meal prep, you can put your meal prep in there. They have a sheet for finance. It's amazing. Go to my Instagram. Go to BTS with Brit Instagram. Y'all see, I got to get used to saying that. <laughs> and check out uh, the organization tab highlight, and you'll see both planners. And lastly, if you're not a planner, babe, you can always sign up for something like Trello, which is a task board. And what I really love about Trello is, let's say, one of your big goal for the first quarter is start a podcast. You can write out all the tasks and then you can move them to doing like a doing category and then done. So and you can put dates to them. So it really helps you track your progress. They'll send you emails and let you know like, hey, sis, you said you were going to write that outline on Friday and it's Wednesday. So check out Trello. We are at the last look section of the podcast. This is the section of the podcast where I give advice or if we have a guest, our guests will share advice. This is basically when I tell you guys a life lesson that I previously, recently really went through, and now I'm sharing it with you so you won't make the same mistake. If you're wondering, girl, what does last looks mean? Last looks is when you're on a set of a production and they are about to roll on a take, but before they roll, they want you to come and touch up hair and makeup and make sure everything looks straight. So before we roll out for today, this is my last look. My last look for today is shoot your shot. So while we were on break, 
I had a full-on moment, like full-blown moment. I got upset because there's a project that I'm in the process of doing. I have a certain way that I want it to look um, and a certain team that I need for it. I decided that I was going to take the easy route and the project did not come out well. So there is a photographer who I admire and follow on Instagram. She is very well known. This photographer does the type of work that I am trying to create with my brand. So I decided to reach out to her um, and just shoot my shot and ask her for advice. Now, you guys know I'm big on email. I always say email, but I sent her a DM. I let her know, you know, I admire her work. And this is my question. Me sliding up in her DMs turned into us talking for four days, sending back and forth voice messages. During the conversation, I had let her know that I was coming out to L.A. during this year, probably after first quarter, once we see what's up with Corona. So she said, well, when you come out to L.A., here is a list of creatives that I put together who are willing to work with you. And also, let's sit down and have lunch. When I tell you I could have hit the floor, I like my soul literally left my body. I was screaming all through the house. Bay was like, girl, are you okay? What's going on? I just couldn't believe it because of the level that she's on. You know, she took the time to respond back to me and even gave me like a resource guide. And she was also very honest with me and let me know, listen, I can't work with you. Your work is great, but you're not on my level. It's not worth my time. She didn't say exactly that, but, you know, she said it in a nice way. And I respected that. But she did give me some other resources and people to work with in the meantime until I get to where I need to be. I say all this to say social media has got us so caught up in trying to be the authority and the leader and the know-it-all in our industry that sometimes we forget that we really don't know it all and we're afraid to ask for help. So if there's something that you're struggling in, you can't grow alone. It takes a team in order for you to grow. And sometimes you got to step out your comfort zone and humble yourself and say, I need help. Humble yourself and say, can I assist you? Even with the podcast, I let you guys know all the time, I cannot do this on my own. Omatic is 50% of this podcast because, listen, I got a million things to do and a podcast takes a lot of work. Even in production life, I have a team of mentors who help me get to where I need to be. One of them is, you know, Sally Kina or Tiffany Lumpkin. Like they've given me so much advice or put me on the classes, let me come on set in order for me to grow and get to where I need to be. So shoot your shot. Ask for help if you need it. Don't be offended if they redirect you to a blog or a podcast, you know, a blog or podcast they have or to a class that they have. Not everybody is willing to just give up everything for free. And not everybody has the time to do that. Uh, Like I said, time is money. So don't be offended if they redirect you. And before you slide up in their DMs or send an email, because, you know, I really prefer email, but. I had to do what I had to do that day, and I just had to send a DM. She had already sent me a DM one day saying that she liked one of my photos, so I thought that was just kind of my shot a few weeks later to slide on in. But always send an email first. Be professional. 
before you decide to send an email or slide up in their DMs, do your research, see if they already have something available online that is pertaining to your question. So that is my last look for today. So it's time for me to go. This has been fun as always. I appreciate you guys for supporting, for listening to the podcast. I love, love, love uh, seeing you guys tweet and tag me in posts telling me how you enjoyed the episode. I really want to do something where I can talk to you guys after the show about the episode. So let me know if you guys would like me to go live. Maybe we can have like a backstage party. Or I don't know. Some, something cute where we can kind of just connect and communicate with one another. Um, so send me a DM. Let me know what you think. And until next time, wash your brushes. Be safe. Wear your mask because Rona is still out in the streets. Love you guys. Talk to you next week.